Hi, this is Tennille Reed. I'm uh, talking with Elias on the Man Cave Chronicles, and um, I'm an actor on Working Moms that you can see on CBC Gem and on Netflix. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, Adrian. I with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the man cave, your host, Elias. Neil, welcome to the cave. Hi, thanks, Elias. How Good are you? What's new with you? What's new with me? Oh, my goodness. Um, gosh. What's new ever? It's it's a pandemic. Right, right. right. How are <laughs> you dealing with that? Um, you know, pretty good on the whole part because everyone around me is healthy and thank God. And um, you know, my partner and I have been quarantining up in Bradford, where my sister has a place, and so we sometimes never see anybody. <laughs> Which is like, um, I guess, okay. <laughs> do you do you get bored by like not seeing a lot of people? Um, for sure, for sure. Although it's it's been an interesting like up and down sort of situation where there are weeks where I really love it, and um, we still have our place in the city, so we'll kind of bounce back in just to check on it maybe just change up the, the pace a little bit, a change of scenery. Um, but we've kept like remarkably busy with like gardening and taking care of a house <laughs> and um, doing, you know, just random stuff, reading more. Um, we did this um, telephone theater project in May that kept us busy pretty much every night and that was like a saving grace to be able to perform night after night um to audiences of like anywhere from one to like a few households it was, it was pretty cool that's awesome that's awesome but yeah when i was doing some research on you you've been busy the last few years with uh like various tv show appearances and uh recently you had a role on working moms on netflix so you've been busy yeah thank you it <laughs> it, it has been like um a pretty good uh, few years for sure. Yeah. So for the listeners really quick, uh, you want to just let them know like, where you're originally from? I'm originally from Toronto. I, uh, I was born here at St. Joe's in the West End. Um, but my family moved us to Newmarket, which is still like GTA. <laughs> um, and then um, I grew up there for elementary school and high school. And then once I had graduated and, and went off to university and stuff, I've, I've never really returned to Newmarket per se, but um, it does feel like home, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. like, so growing up, like, did you have any idea that you wanted to get into the entertainment industry? Oh man, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I did, but I was in, I would say I was in quite a denial of it because my family was very, um, very practical and they wanted to make sure that I had like a really solid career ahead of me. So they really like nurtured going into teaching and the sciences and stuff like that. Um, But oh man, since the very beginning, I remember, you know, just making up stories that I could perform or dramatizing things and 
like grade five, like, or just being part of school plays and Christmas concerts and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. it was just always something that I loved so much to do and create. Um, but it was like years and years and years later before I decided to make it a career. What did you enjoy like watching like for like films and TV shows at a young age where you kind of had an idea like, okay, this is what I wanted to go do. Yeah. <laughs> I remember um, watching uh, Growing Pains. I don't oh, know that's awesome. Know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> when like there was a season, I don't even know how many seasons they had, but there was one season where Leonardo DiCaprio as a young kid was on the show and he um, I don't even totally remember his storyline, but he he had this one really amazing performance where he 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 just had this like emotional breakdown. It was it was so sad, <laughs> but I remember just loving how um, how real and raw he was. And I hadn't um, seen like a, a kid performer do that per se. And I think we we're pretty much the same age, so it was like a I don't know. It hit home for me. Um, Who would have thought he would have turned out from growing pains to like have a huge career like that? I know. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I'm trying to, I was a huge growing pains fan. I think what the story was, was, uh, was like Kirk Cameron was like his teacher or something like that. But he also had like, I don't know if he was like adopted or he was in a foster care. And I think the yeah. Seavers took him in. That's what it was. That's or right. Or something like that. Oh my God. I love that you watch this show. <laughs> For one, and that you remember that it was the Seavers. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember that he was adopted, or he, um, they did take him in, and and like, yeah, that's why he was, I think, living there for a full season. Or that's two awesome. Yeah. So, so how did you get started in acting? Like, what did you, uh, did you, you did, did you do theater during the like high school and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, I did uh, theater during high school, the Sears Drama Festival, and whatever else else I could do at the time. Um, I went to university for stage and screen studies, still not totally committing to theater <laughs> um, or acting. It was like, you know, I, I went to Queen's University and they had a, a very theoretical base <laughs> to how they approached film and theater. And um, so even in that world, I felt like I was still being quite practical about it. I could, um, you know, t take the approach a little bit differently. And then after I graduated from that, I... Um, I kind of did like indie films and community theater and just small budget commercials and stuff. And I did that for a few years here in Toronto and also in Yellowknife where I lived for a couple of years, the Northwest Territories. And then finally, and this was at age 28, I think, I said to myself that if I really wanted to do this, um, uh, seriously, I need to go back to school for it and um, get the foundation. So I ended up coming back to Toronto and doing theater school. And um, and as soon as I graduated, it was like not looking back, like full on commitment. I've had guests that from Toronto that say like Toronto's pretty like booming when it comes to like taking acting lessons stuff like that. Yeah, it has a lot to offer. Um, I I did a three-year program at George Brown College. They have a, a theater uh, conservatory that was really everything I needed at that time. Um, it was like, it, it was obviously theater-oriented and didn't do much with the film and TV side of acting. And so I did need to, to catch up on that after I'd graduated and um, look for like 
private teachers or classes like that that um, taught those skills. Mm. So when you finished like all that, like how come you didn't? I know like some people like they decide to move right to LA and stuff like that. Like what made you decide that you're going to stick in Canada but still try to perform? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I think part of it was just my family is here um, and I'm close to them. Also, I I just didn't feel like I had the experience yet to. Um, to feel comfortable taking on a place like LA. It's since changed um, and it's it's a bit different now, but you know, just coming out of the gates of theater school and being so green to the like professional world of acting, yeah. I wanted I wanted to get a bit more of a foundation here before even thinking about it. You think about New York at all also? I do, but because winter happens there. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm going to go to the States at all for, for acting, um, warm weather, (laughs) it's going to have palm trees. (laughs) Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, Where are you at? How cold does it get? Um, what you mean in Toronto right now? Yeah. Oh, you have, you have winters there. We do have winters here. It gets like minus 20. It's probably the coldest. It's not that bad. (laughs) But Vancouver is a big happening place now with TV and film also. So it's not like you have to move to LA. You could always just go do your self tape or your live editions and then just shoot right over to Vancouver also to work. That's true. I mean, and, and, and saying all this, I would work anywhere, right. <laughs> honestly, um, depending on the project. But if you a home, like to have a home base, um, I think, I mean, Vancouver is stunning. I would, I would, I could definitely see myself spending time there too. Although I heard it rains quite a bit, so... Well, it's close to Seattle in a way, you know, towards yeah. that. They get, they get a lot of rain that way. Yeah, yeah. So I mentioned, yeah. Yeah. I mentioned earlier, you've done, you done a few TV shows also. Like, uh, what have been some of your favorites? You know, I read, like, the Shadowhunters, you did Hudson and Rex, uh, Shit's Creek, which that was on, I believe, I think that is on Netflix and another t- uh, channel, too. I can't remember the channel on top of my head right now. Yeah, um, I, I would say... Shit's Creek was one of one of How funny movies. is that show? Oh, so <laughs> good. So good. My scene too was with um Eugene Levy and just you know, just a a gentleman classic comedy actor. Just so fun. Just so fun. Yeah, that was one of my favorites. Um another favorite has had been um Hudson Rex, which shot out on the east coast of Canada in Newfoundland. Um, and it was it was the entire experience from um, the people I got to work with, but also the just being in that city. It's such a beautiful city with amazing, just down to earth people that you know invited me in, and it was great. So yeah, it was just so great. And now you're on Netflix's Working Moms. Yeah, that's which right. w- which was trending a few months ago, like in their top. Uh... Was it, I don't know if it's a top 10 or top 20 that they do on there. And it's like, that's yeah. going to be exciting for being on a show like that. Yeah. Oh, super exciting. Yeah. I think it was in the top 10 for sure. Um, and then, you know, all over the world too, it, it's being seen on Netflix, not just um, North America, which is so awesome. They, they've done so well for themselves. How did you, how did you get involved with uh, Working Moms? Um, I auditioned. Um, 
it was like the quickest audition ever. I had like rode my bike across the city on the hottest day of summer. And I was in this stupid dress that um, every drop of sweat showed up on it. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> and um, sorry, there's some sirens in the That's back. That's okay. Um, anyway, so I, I got to the audition. There was like a sweat line going right in between my boobs. <laughs> Just the worst the worst look to bring in. Um, we did the scene a few times. It was, uh, I think it was just one scene and that was it. And oh, wow. when I, when I booked it, they said, um, uh, it, the character would, would be introduced in the second season at the end of the second season with the possibility of coming back for one more episode, um, in the third episode, in the third season. And they ended up, um, writing a really great storyline around Bianca, my character. And um, I ended up doing a lot more than one more episode in the third and fourth season. Mm. So when you went in there, was, was the role for Bianca or was it for somebody else at first? It was for Bianca, yeah. It was, it was for um, Bianca who was um, Frankie's neighbor at the time. How, yeah. would, you how would you describe her? <laughs> uh how would I describe her? She's she's oh my goodness. She's very warm and um a little bit neurotic and <laughs> she has a very strict sense of of morals. <laughs> she's a bit she's very um she's very Christian, um, which is an interesting twist uh in today's day yeah and she's also like pretty independent and um strong like she decides to have a baby on her own in season three and um and even though she does end up uh connecting with frankie and they become a couple uh just the idea of of being a single mom and or making that decision as a single person you know that's that takes a lot of guts and this gets filmed in Toronto too, so it must have been nice. Like you, like you live right where you work. Yeah. Oh, it was great. I, I remember some call, calls on mornings would be at like seven a.m., and I was a five-minute bike ride away. <laughs> did you did you find any challenge like portraying the character at all, or, or like connecting with her? Um, not too much. I think that the the part that I um, wanted to respect a lot was her religious side because it's something that I, I'm not religious myself. Um, so I, I did have to work a bit on figuring that out. So I wasn't making it cartoony or like a caricature. Yeah. How, like, how would you describe like the vibe on the set? What's the vibe? Um, it's pretty fun. There's lots of laughing. Um, Juno, who is uh, Frankie, she, she plays Frankie. Um, she's hilarious. And so it's always fun to, to work with her. Um, there's also like, I don't know, the, the crew are great. They're so easygoing and um, a delight to, to be around. 
So for your character, like, did you have like a like a favorite scene or episode that you were in that sticks out that you like you always think about? Yeah, um, I think I think any any. So last season in season four, um, we get to meet the sperm donor to my baby, and um, that's that's played by Steve. Fires and he was he was a hilarious energy to bring into into our episodes. Um, they put him in this really terrible looking wig intentionally, um, uh, like a little bit of a ponytail there. And there's a a scene, a few scenes in there where it's the three of us. It's it's Juno, Steve, and I, and it was so hard to keep a straight face because. He would be, he was just so ridiculous looking in the best of ways, the best and worst ways. <laughs> That's awesome. So like they haven't announced for another season yet, right? They have. They have. Yeah. They did make the announcement. What do you, have they said anything about when you might start filming again? Um, they, they have, but it's, I think it's all very intensive yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. So since they announced a new season, like where do you see, like where do you, what do you want to see for your character next? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think I'd like to see more of uh, Bianca's silly side. Um, I think she, she's, she's a very like straight and direct kind of character. And uh, there was a, a scene we got to shoot last year where she gets a little bit tipsy and <laughs> and was very very zany and i i liked playing that side of bianca <laughs> so you're hoping for some more funny scenes like that yeah <laughs> that's awesome so like throughout your career like uh you mentioned you know this was like a live audition like what do you enjoy more do you enjoy more like the self-tape or do you like going in front of people to audition for projects you know you know what i i love a good self-tape i really do yeah think- why is why is that <laughs> I, I like the ability to just set it up here, do more than, you know, one or two takes, um, play around and discover it. I, I find when I do self-tapes, I'm kind of rehearsing. There's a, like a rehearsal for the camera that's happening at the same time that I don't necessarily get to do when I go in the room because I don't get to see it. And um, so at the end of the day, I get to select what works not only for me when I felt most connected or what worked most in the scene, like as an actor, but also technically I get to see, oh yeah, that works, that works better too. How many times do you watch that tape before you hit the send button? <laughs> Honestly, I, as I'll watch the scene that I want once. Yeah. <laughs> and that'll be it. <laughs> you just go for it, huh? Yeah. You have yeah. to, you have to, what are you going to do? You can't spend days and days on it. Cause you know, you have a deadline for those too, don't you? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and oftentimes the turnaround is quite quick, so you you know there's no time to dilly dally. <laughs> yeah. you, you ever had like I've had a recent guest like you ever had like a self tape and you send it in and the next thing they're calling you like we need you here at two days or something like that you have to fly out. No, but I want that. <laughs> you want that? <laughs> in a heartbeat, I would. Right. <laughs> so, so in the acting world, like, I should ask this earlier, but like, who are like some of your influences like in the acting world? Is there anybody that you look up to, or do you ever like watch a certain movie like over and over because you're trying to like try to like not be exactly like them, but like to learn things from them? Hmm. That's 
a good question. That has always sort of changed over the years. I think, I think most recently it's become, uh, yeah, it's actually been like Nicole Kidman and um, Reese Witherspoon have been two like Hollywood actors anyway that I've been watching that I, I, I love what they're doing on screen quite a bit. Um, from, you know, Big Little Lies to The Morning Show. Um, there's some beautiful nuances that they're, they're achieving that I, I, yeah, I'm hungry to watch them. How do you, how do you like, how do you try to improve like your acting skills every day? Um, I do take classes pretty consistently when I, when I can. Um, I think I'm, I'm, I'm always better if I'm learning um, and, and staying active and keeping the muscles um, limber. So um, yeah, taking classes. Um, also, I, I really do enjoy listening to other actors talk in, in podcasts and stuff. I, I find that um, inspiring to hear what they've been through and it's relatable a lot of the times and that just keeps my kind of mental health going knowing that we're all in this kind of together i would i would say like 80% of you are like like similar stories you know some has like up and downs but then there's other ones where like i didn't even go to acting school i just went on audition and next you know and they have like these big roles and you're like wow like you had mr yeah. luck mr luck on your back <laughs> yeah <laughs> do you have a dream role that you want to play someday I think I have lots of dream roles, to be honest. I think there's a, a part of me that wants to do some sort of like superhuman Wonder Woman sort of role just for the the sake of like having a, a female right. character and that kind of like empowerment. I would love, I would love something like that. And then at the same time, I'd love something like, again, I'm coming back to Reese Witherspoon, but you know, um, her the film wild that she was in i don't know if you've ever seen it but um she's doing this epic hike along the california ridge and um like it's just it's so rough it's so it's it's such a testament to, to her to that character's inner strength and stamina and resilience and i think i'm i think i'm drawn to 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 characters that have to overcome like a, a huge, um, a huge obstacle like that, whether it's like something external or that's happening inside of them, but coming on the other end of it transformed and um, just with such a bigger, vaster worldview, that's the kind of, the kind of characters I, I, I do enjoy. I remember that. They came out a few years ago. Yeah, that's it's right. It's been a while. It's been a while, yeah. I remember yeah. watching that, yeah. Yeah. Um, is there any other uh, upcoming projects that you have filmed uh, that are coming out or on hold because of the whole pandemic thing? I have a couple of, um, I have a couple of things. One of them is a, a short film called The Rush that is in post-production right now. So um, lucky for that, that group, they're able to do that um, COVID or no COVID because they're, they're, it's quite indie and so they're working on it um, from their own homes. And then um, there's another project, and I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to. It's coming out. It is out, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm not making any sense. <laughs> it's out already, but I'm. I think I'm not allowed to say that I'm associated to it um, until the end of August. 
Okay. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, lastly, uh, how can the listeners uh, find you on social media? Yeah, they can find me on Instagram. That's my that's my favorite place for social media interaction. <laughs> Great, Tanil, this was fun. Uh, thank you for coming on. Oh, uh, thanks so much. It was a pleasure. This was fun. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.